episode 11 of Rosendagger Podcast. I have the extreme pleasure to speak to Jay Smalley. Uh, Jay tattoos at a live free tattoo in Atlanta, Georgia. Go check him out. A lot of great folks in there. Uh, we discuss getting back to work, especially during these times, and how that's going to uh, possibly affect tattooing. We also discuss uh, relationships between tattooers and the clients and our love of cannabis. So, hope everybody enjoys. Cheers. Hello. Hey, what's going on, Jay? Not much. How you doing, man? Not too bad. How's your day going? Oh, it just started, kind of. Yeah. I ended up sleeping late, so. uh... (laughs) Sounds like you had a good time yesterday (laughs) or last night. I don't last night slip all right. <laughs> yeah, right on, man. Well, thanks for uh, giving me some of your time today, man. I know you're you're back at the grind, and uh, so, but I mean, everyone's kind of had some time off too, but you're still back to work, and I appreciate you uh, fitting me into your schedule for for just a short time here. So I appreciate it, man. Well, yeah, no problem, man. Uh, yeah, we're we're back working. It, it's a little bit odd, but but we're busy, so that's cool. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask you. Like, I mean, obviously it's just a few days in, but uh, are they? Do they have you like wearing masks? The clients wearing masks as well? Is it? Uh, yeah, we're we're doing what everyone else is talking about doing. Yeah. Where you know everyone has to have their temperature ch- taken, and you gotta wear masks and stay away from people if you can. I mean, it's kind of hard in a, in a big tattoo shop with so many people, but. Yeah. Our booths are spread out, so we're, we're spread out enough to where we're following the protocol, except for when, you know, the person that you're tattooing, mm-hmm. you both kind of got to have some together. How'd you keep So now that you're, uh, now that you're back to work, how, how'd you find the, uh, the uh, time off? Did you just keep pretty busy, or was it one of those things you're just chomping at the bit to, to get back at it? Oh no, I fucking hated it. I, I hated not being at the tattoo shop. I, I'm honestly I'd rather be there than at home uh, or anywhere else. Uh, it was really hard. I've never taken that much time off. That's the longest I've not worked. Yeah. Um, I, did, I at first I was kind of like, oh okay, I'm just it's just a, I, it just won't last long. And I took a couple of days where I just kind of laid around. And I was lazy because I mean couldn't be around anybody or do anything. And I was home alone, so. Mm-hmm. I started. I kind of started going out of my head, and then I just said, "Fuck it, man." I, I mean, I started painting, and once I started painting and getting into a little bit of a groove, that helped me a lot mentally. But uh, definitely been hard to not not be in the tattoo shop with your friends. You're they're fucking family, you know. So it, it's like you just all of a sudden you can't you can't do your normal stuff, and I'm not, I know it's hard for everybody. It's a little bit different for us as tattooers because we're. It's uh. It's, it's like you love it, but there's more to it than just you love tattooing. There's a lot more to it. Oh, I totally agree, man. It's a very social atmosphere. Like, especially if you're not in one of those shops with like the booths are kind of cut off and you're isolated. It's everyone's kind of out in the open and you can hear all your conversations. I've been in shops where it's like ten different people, a bunch of different guys and girls getting tattooed, and you're all like indulging in the same conversation it's a lot of fun so i kind of i, I understand oh, what you're, what you're yeah. um i mean 
that's where I get my socialization. I have a lot of anxiety involved around a lot of things, and I don't really do a whole lot. I don't drink or anything, so I don't go to bars at night. Uh, and when I get off work, I go home and cook myself dinner. And, you know, I'll watch movies or paint or yeah. whatever. Uh, so it's, it's my socialization, too, so it's kind of hard for me when I... All of a sudden, I don't have any of it. You know, at first I thought, well, it's okay. I, I'm pretty isolated anyway most of the time when I'm not at work. So I'll be able to do it, but that wasn't the case. I started to lose my fucking mind. Um, luckily, we had, um, you know, I FaceTimed a bunch of friends. Uh, got, had somebody set it up so we could do, like, a, a group chat thing with a bunch of buddies, me and Billy and Frapper and all got on there and talked one day and Tommy, that was pretty cool. Awesome. That, that was pretty nice. You know, just in general, talking to your friends and your loved ones and shit is nice, but it's not the same. No, man. I, I, uh, I'm almost 40, so the thoughts of like going on a group chat and videoing with your friends was so strange and it just seemed stupid to me before this. And I still talk to the same guys I went to high school with. We're all still good friends and we all live throughout different parts of the world, but we did that, and it was it was you know it was actually kind of cool. But yeah, you're right; it's not the same. But uh, I I think this whole thing actually, I think it's going to change our culture in in some ways. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm not some conspiracy theory nut or anything of that nature. I'm just just some guy that stayed in the house because I was told to. But do you think the uh, where there's no walk-ins at least for now? Do you think this is going to change the way that uh, you guys do business? For I mean, it's at least till the government tells you, but Till after, even after that, if they kind of loosen the reins and, uh, you know, they allow walk-ins, do you think it's actually going to change the culture of uh, tattooing, or do you, do you think you... I mean, I feel like it's going to change it. I wish it wouldn't change it. Walk-ins are awesome. Mm-hmm. It's fun to have them, you know, just show up and you got to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to change it. I mean, obviously, it's already changed it. It's only been, you know, what, a few months. Yeah. Things are already different. I don't. I really don't know how how it's going to pan out. I mean, people are saying there could be a second wave of whatever, and I hope I hope that that doesn't happen. But I mean, obviously, I don't really know. I'm not a fucking doctor or nothing. But um, I, it's going to change the way walk-ins are done for sure. I mean, it's already weird. Like, you can't we can't let a client just sit in our lobby and wait for us to get ready. You know? Yeah. Like, I've been having to go outside of the tattoo shop in a mask and gloves to talk to people about their tattoo designs. Yeah. Um, and it's really it's really already changed it a lot. I, I, I would really hope that eventually, you know, in time, it would go back to just regular walking style, doing things the way we used to do it, and, and it wouldn't be a big deal. But this may be different. I don't know, like, that you got to think about in the past with the AIDS epidemic and with, you know, all these other diseases that have popped up or floated around or whatever. A lot of it, it seemed like people dealt with it way different than they're dealing with this. I mean, they didn't seem like it. They just were dealing with it differently. People were freaked out and taking precautions. But I feel like this is the extreme of that. And in time, people have, you know, relaxed their fears. Um, about all those other things, even though they're still there and they're 
taking those steps to make sure they're preventing themselves from getting any other disease or anything. Yeah. I feel like maybe people will chill out and maybe not completely forget about what's going on, but take it and, you know, be more careful and still be able to get back to what we considered normal yeah. as best we can. I mean, even just being able to come in the shop and kind of hang out and have you walk over and show them the design and being excited. I mean, to do that. Yep, that's been hard. Like, there's there's a few of us that have been working since they said we could start. Like, well, we waited like a week and then we, because the shop, our shop was actually kind of being remodeled and moved around and fixed up while there was time to do it. And like the few of us that have been there basically every day working, um, it, we can't even go in the booth. Like, we like to shoot the shit and, like, go to the booth and show each other our tattoos. Yeah. You can't really fucking do that right now. Yeah. Weird. That kind of steals a little bit of the magic about tattooing. I know for myself, for my, from the client's point of view and someone who really adores tattooing, and, and, and that's one of the best parts, sitting there and even seeing a guy or girl next to me and having the tattooer come over and be like, hey, and seeing ex- how excited they are. It gets me stoked on it for, you know, who's ever tattooing me coming to do the same thing, so kind of steals a little bit of that, but yeah. I mean, at least we can get, at least guys can get back to it, and uh, at least uh, try to get back to some sort of normality, so, I mean, I guess we gotta take Yeah, the- I mean, I, I, I feel like that's important, but I've never, I've never really thought about that, I guess, that the clients might enjoy the fact that we come in there, I mean, I know that a lot of our clients were at our shop, they, they, they get into it with us, because we're over there clowning with each other and fucking around a lot of them get into it think it's fun because we're just a bunch of idiots but um, (laughs) it's important i feel like a lot of shops don't even like a lot of tattoos don't even do that anymore where a lot of guys don't even walk up to each other and go hey man do you want to see this tattoo i did and they don't fucking ask each other questions and and that's that's not cool that's not okay like you're in a tattoo shop with a bunch of your peers and people that you look up to and people that you're working with so that you can learn from each other and taking your tattoo to your buddy and showing it to him or taking a drawing to your buddy and showing it to him is a big deal. Yeah, man. Or it was, or when I started tattooing, it, it, and it still is important to me. I do it all the time. But I, I like, if I'll go to a guest spot at a place I haven't been before, I might not know everybody, but I still do that shit when I go on the road because yeah. I feel like it's important to talk to each other about what we're doing. Otherwise, we're not going to fucking learn anything. Yeah, I, when I went to... I mean, have, have, Half the new tattooers that are running around now think they fucking know everything already anyway. The fucking young guy tattooed me in Tokyo last year at uh, Holy Glory Gunta. I sh- he, he knew some of the Canadian tattooers that tattooed me, and he's fucking, he's like, do you mind if I take photos? And he was taking pictures of all my tattoos just for his own reference, just for pure excitement. Yeah. He's been tattooing for like eight or nine years, and I thought that was really cool. I'm like, man, that's awesome. Like, he's just excited about his peers and what they've done, and he just... And where he's still in the in that realm, he's still a newer guy as far as how long he's been tattooing. I just thought it was fucking rad. And those are the kind of guys I like, though. Those those are the guys I seek out, not some fuckhead who uh, just wants to wants my money and tell me to go fucking pound sand. So, but uh, you're yeah. you're live free tattooing. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. What were you saying? Uh, no, I was just saying there. There seems like there's a lot of those now. There's a lot. There's a lot of not. You know, it goes both ways. I mean, there's guys that just don't have any fucking respect for it. And then there's guys that, that do, and, and there's young guys that do too. Mm-hmm. That's actually something I really wanted to uh, dabble in here. Uh, 
me. I was getting tattooed for a long time, and one thing I really noticed is uh, uh, the change in tattooing. But the one thing, the one constant is well, at least the guys that I get tattooed by, they all kind of have like such a high respect for the people that I've came before them, and 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 friendships like their peers, like guys they respect. Like I mean, I'm from Pictou County, Nova Scotia, and nobody knows where the fuck that is. It's the middle of nowhere. But you know, my buddy who Brian McKenzie, who's been tattooing me for a long time, he's always telling me to go see other people, go see this guy, and go down to the states and go see Crooked Ken, and and go see you know guys like that. And there just seems like to be like a, just some really cool friendships, even though you don't see each other all the time. It's there's just a you know if I showed up there with another tattoo, he's like he just wants to see it, and he's really stoked on it. it uh. What do, you, what do you think it is about tattooing that brings that out? Because, I mean, you know yourself, like, it's always, it's only been like the last, what, maybe 10, 15 years where it's been a little more accepted before it was kind of like a, you know, more of a, a biker thing or like, you know, you're in a gang or something of that, that nature. Now it's, it's, it's more, you know, you got the soccer moms and the Karens getting them, which is great, but it just seems like, uh, the guys over the years have just been, uh, and girls, that there's just been, there's just a respect for the history of what you do. Not, not, not for everyone, but like guys like yourself. And when I talk to, when I talk to Crooked Ken and fucking JR Tubbs and those, and those types of guys, they just seem to pay, pay homage to the people that, uh, kind of did it before them. What do you think it is about tattooing that, that, uh, brings well, I mean, like it's important to do that i mean with anything that you want to do like mm-hmm. you don't run into a paint that doesn't appreciate a fucking dolly painting you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, and things like that there's um I, I feel like we we have to make sure that we remember where we came from because i mean not everybody's running around doing traditional tattoos but or Japanese tattoos. Now they're doing all kinds of other things, and that's fine. But when it boils down to it, that's the basis of it. You know, that's where it came from. It's like the tribal tattoos. People think tribal's stupid or whatever. I think tribal's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I feel like more of us should take the time to figure out and learn why tribal even happened. You know, that all it is is a bunch of marks. And if mm-hmm. you don't look back on all of that, you really don't really know everything there is to know about tattooing and I feel like if you really love something you really want to know everything about it whether it's guys or Japanese guys or whatever they want to fucking call themselves guys or girls or whatever I mean I just feel like it's important that you understand why things are being done and who did them and they're responsible for all of us being here a lot of the ways, in a lot of the ways, if you think about it. I mean, if, if Coleman wasn't doing, you know, baby tattoos, a lot of guys wouldn't be tattooing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm kind of going all over the place with it. No, no, I don't no. really know like, how to put it all into words. I just feel like it's something that you should know, the history of what you're doing. And you don't have to fucking necessarily do tattoos that way, but it, it's a good place to start. And, uh... You think a lot of us younger tattooers kind of lost 
a little bit of that. Like I'm talking like in the last, you know, five, six years, like those people that are coming up now, do you think they're kind of losing a little bit of that? Do you, do you think that'll be lost? In- I, I, think, I, I think they are losing it, but I also feel like, to be honest with you, I don't have a problem with people doing um, any kind of tattooing that they want to do. But if, you know, when it boils down to it, it's still tattooing and it's their art. And, yeah. you know, there's plenty of people that get into other fields maybe not necessarily art or other things they just don't necessarily know anything about what the path of it is but they really like it and they take it for themselves and 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 they make it what they want it to be um but when you start talking to you know older guys they don't have a different outlook on it because of the way that they were taught or the way that we were taught was that you are supposed to follow the you're supposed to know what these things are. You're supposed to understand the way that traditional tattoos laid out and the way that it's shaded and the way that it's lined. But that doesn't necessarily mean that the younger people are going to look at it that way because they're trying to have their own way. And that's okay, I guess. <laughs> I mean, some of, some of it I don't agree with. Some of it I think it's horseshit. I think that one of the things that bothers me a lot is guys that only do one thing. Um, Like, they don't even bother. Like, there's guys that won't even do a walk-in. There's guys that will only do their tattoo in their style. I think that that's kind of... They're they're just not putting themselves in a good position to have a successful career. Yeah. I think they're going to... You know, doing fucking dot work tattoos might fall off and you might end up having to do an illustration or you know whatever's popular at the time yeah. I feel like right now there's so many tattooers that, that it's okay for that but with all this shit going on I mean in, in Atlanta there's I saw a couple days ago one of the shops in the village near my house is closed now yeah. that was the first time I'd heard a shop closing and I know it's because of this COVID shit yeah. because there's nobody in that part of the neighborhood right now so all those guys that work there unless they're versatile tattooers and they can kind of put their hand in whatever they can do mm-hmm. in any tattoo design whether it's traditional or whatever if they can't do that then they're kind of going to get lost and they're going to disappear and then those are, I just feel like those people are hobbyists they're not really mm-hmm. in it to really understand it and look at the past and hope for, you know, a future in tattooing. You're at uh, Live Free in Atlanta. Uh, what's the tattoo community like down there between, and, and I mean that uh, in, in two ways, like the clientele and the the uh, relationship uh, with other shops. Is it like a tight-knit group? Uh, is, it a, is it a good scene down there? Or? I mean, I guess you would. Well, yeah, we, we have a good tattoo scene in Atlanta. It's, you know, there's there's a lot of tattoo shops just like everywhere else. Yeah. And then there's there's the, the good shops, and then there's the the whatever <laughs> shops. Uh, everybody mostly gets along. Uh, in the past, it was a lot worse. Yeah. A lot of places didn't like each other. A lot of people didn't like each other. Uh, that's that's kind of normal. I feel like in every town, but. Right now, I feel like Atlanta's pretty, pretty chill. Is it a, I mean, 
good. The community is nice. I mean, busy. We're, we're a busy tattoo shop. We're in a nice neighborhood. Yeah. Um, there's another shop, you know, not super close. I mean, but we're friends with them, and they're they're on the other side of the highway, but it's not so close you can throw a rock at it. Oh, that's cool. Um, so it's not too bad. There are parts of town that are like a shop across the street from another shop or right next door to another shop, but it's not like going to Florida. You know, you go to Florida and there's 400 tattoo shops on one road. Mm. So we're spread out a little bit. And you still got like a neighbor, but he's far enough away where it's not really that big of a deal most of the time. And a lot of shops send each other like, like we, you know, if you got a buddy that's better at one thing than you are, we, we tell each other in the shop, you know, like I, if somebody wants a black gray porch, that sounds good, Brett Punt, but I can't do it, you know, or I send one of the other guys in our shop that can, and then if, if they can't do it, I'm sure they'll have a recommendation for someone, you know, we're, we're nice about it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I kind of like that mentality, a little more positive vibes than fucking just trying to slap something on somebody and have them go home and disappoint it, which is obviously not everybody's goal. Yeah, and I think that's a good thing about our shop is that you can get anything you want. It, it, anybody, we, we always have someone that's capable of doing any kind of tattoo that you want. So we can keep it internal, but I mean, there's, I mean, I think it's cool when people go get tattoos other places because then you get to see them and yeah. you get to, you know. I think I think it's great to get tattooed by people all over everywhere. I travel a whole lot just so that I can get tattooed and tattoo people in places that I've never been. Or that's cool, man. That's people. that's that's what my wife and I like to do. We like to travel around and meet new people. I mean, has there any has there been any spots where it kind of just sticks out in your mind? Not you know, not a favorite, but maybe just a couple spots that you've been to where it's kind of like, whoa, this is this is something special. Like this was this was cool. Like the, man, I, there's a, the list too long for me to tell you <laughs> a lot of places like that I, as you know i started trying to go to everywhere i wanted to go across the country and get tattooed by the people i want to get tattooed by if i can and i get to work places which is cool you know um there i mean there's so many places i've wanted to go and i've just gone there whether i'm getting tattooed or not i, I think i'm a lot of us i feel like a lot of guys just if I see a tattoo shop on the side of the road, even if I don't know who the hell it is or what it is, I want to go in and see it. I want to see how rowdy it is or mm-hmm. see how cool it is. You never know. Like there's a there's a tattoo shop and a truck stop in North Carolina that has a whole bunch of really nice Ed Hardy flash hanging on the wall in the damn truck stop. I've never seen anybody get tattooed in there, but I've stopped in there a million times just to look at this place. Oh, that's awesome. That's 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 the cool. And it's a fucking truck stop gas station connected to it. There's a part of me that kind of really likes that. It's kind of just like, fuck. Just yeah, I like just, it too, because those people are like, you know what, fuck it, we can do tattoos anywhere, and people are going to get tattooed by us, and we're not a bunch of fucking assholes about it. That's awesome. We just want to do tattoos because we love tattoos, and if fucking truck stops where we got to do them, that's where we got to do them. Yeah, I feel there's kind of like, not not for everybody, but there's just, just certain people that are kind of just trying to put out this, like, I'm fucking too cool for school kind of vibe, and like, come and I'll charge you a fortune for a tattoo, and then there's just like, little guy who just goes to work every day, tattoos, cool tattoos, and goes home and fucking goes to bed. I kind of, I kind of almost... Yeah, yeah, it's funny, because I feel like in the past, there, you know, tattooers were considered blue-collar workers, and I feel like there's a lot of blue-collar tattooers, and then there's a lot of executive tattooers, and that's all a bunch of fucking garbage, you know, tattooers. In, in 
I think private studios are odd. I don't have a problem with people having to do what they got to do, but I think that's strange because it's like, well, you know, a walk-in is pretty cool, and you get a lot of clients that way. Yeah. You know, you walk in, and, and the, you know, the lady from the neighborhood that wants to get an infinity on her arm, and she comes in, and you give her a really sweet tattoo that she likes a lot, and you're very kind to her, and you treat her right, and she's going to tell all her fucking neighbors that that fucking dude that normally does fucking crazy traditional demon tattoos and put this sweet tattoo on her and she loved it and he was nice to her. Yeah. Three of her friends go up. But in a private studio, you don't have that. Don't, you, you don't get that same... You don't get the, the, the neighborhood walk-in that just comes in and they're like, oh my gosh, this place is fucking cool. They just want to look at it and then all of a sudden they're like, well, maybe I'll get a tattoo. You know, after you treat them right and you socialize with them. Private studios don't have that. Private studios have, in my opinion, I don't work in one, so I don't know, but just from what I've observed, private studios are like, I don't know how they get clients a lot of the time, except for word of mouth, but you know, most of those tattooers that are in private studios, at one point in their career, they sat in a tattoo shop and did walk-ins, and now all of a sudden they're too good for it, and that's a bunch of shit. Never been in one, and I will never never be in one and it's not not knocking it i just it's not my cup of tea i prefer seeing a bunch yeah. of bunch of folks hanging out drawing fucking the, the noises the, the smells all the other people that are waiting to get tattooed like you can see that they're excited because it is something that people get super stoked on doing like they get people get excited like it's crazy i want to ask you like for me i've met all these different people and and there's guys and girls where i'm just like man those that was a fucking cool person like i'd want to be friends like we just have a lot in common they're nice nice people and then there's the guys where i'm like man i want to punch that guy in the fucking head like i just didn't like that he was rude he was ignorant to my wife or things like that for your for you guys do you ever meet people where you're just when you go home you're just like man that person like that was that person made my day better like this is why i'm doing this besides the the art form of it like it's do you ever get that feeling from from people that come into your into the shop so yeah, all the time. I mean, I, I feel like, it, you know, we, we're really exchanging a super large amount of energy. And what we're doing is we're giving people something that they're going to have for the rest of their life. There's nothing that they buy themselves will ever last them forever and ever and ever unless they get, like, some fucking bone graft or they get a fake bunch of fake teeth or something and they just can't come out. So when you get a tattoo get it forever so in my opinion we owe it to the client and we owe it to ourselves to give them like the best most positive wonderful experience along with the best tattoo we're capable of giving them and if we don't give them that we're doing them a disservice mm-hmm. you know it doesn't matter what they want if you want to put your fucking nose up at what someone wants then you shouldn't be doing the fucking tattooing yeah. you know Every tattoo is important to the person that's getting it, you know, and it might not be, you know, a clippership every week that you get to do, but, but that doesn't matter. It isn't about you as a tattooer. One thing about it is that you're giving them a piece of your art, and that's fine, but not everybody wants your fucking art. They might want their aunt's name on their fucking arm, or they might want their girlfriend's, like, some, like flowers or 
some shit. You know, whatever it is sentimental to them as a person, that's what's important about it. And it's important that you give them a good experience and that you give them a really good tattoo to the best of your abilities. And if you can't fucking give them that, then you shouldn't be giving it to them. No, I agree, man. Like, I've I've been getting tattooed and I've seen a, somebody come back from the counter and they're like, yeah, this girl wants... And it was just some little Pinterest tattoo, but... He was he was like yeah I don't I don't do that bullshit and I'm like it was at the point where I just literally wanted to get up off the table and just like I wanted to leave I'm like man you're a fucking tool I let him finish the tattoo and I, I never went back I, I, I've never understood that I've never understood why you would say you know unless it's outright fucking wrong and racist or <laughs> if it fucking is gonna cause someone harm. There's no reason for you to decide what's right or wrong for that person. If they want a fucking infinity, you give them a fucking infinity. Yeah. If they want, you know, if they want a fucking rose on their hand or a rose, anything, you, you owe it to them to give it to them and give it to them good. Yeah. And let them, let them be happy. You know, you shouldn't fucking decide what someone else's idea of cool is or what someone else's idea of being happy or memory is. You know, I think for a long time, like, I remember back when all this fucking TV shit started to come out, people would come in and they would get tattooed by you, and, you, you know, I think they felt like because they'd watched these TV shows, which, by the way, I've never watched, <laughs> um, um, I've watched, my, I watched maybe, like, one or two just to see what the hell is going on, and I just bored, but in general, I'm bored, I don't like TV anyway, I'm pretty bored with it. Yeah. Um, people would come in and they would want to tell you why they're getting the tattoo and some guys would just be like yeah I don't really care I don't want to hear it you know and they'd be rude about it but the guys that would sit down and go okay well yeah tell me about it well let me know why it really is important to you because I'm about to put something on you forever and I, I want to make sure that I'm honoring what it is that you want and need mm-hmm. the difference is between you yeah, and, and the guy about, who- it's not about me you kind of have the, the mentality of someone who's going to have a long career, though, because you're, you're kind of going about it the right way of, you know, treating people with respect. Maybe you could even think that that person, well, I don't fucking care, but you know that you need to, I wouldn't say nurture them, but, like, you know what I mean? You really, if they want, if they feel like they need to, to, to fucking shoot the shit with you on it, then what harm are they doing? I, I feel like also you need, you, you kind of, it's okay for to sit down with them and explain to them why what they want won't work properly because it's not like drawing a picture on a piece of paper. Yeah. So it's, uh, you know, you owe it to them to maybe explain to them how they can get what it is they need or what they want and it work as a tattoo and be a good tattoo instead of just do exactly what they want. And, it, and you know, you don't want to know that there's something wrong with the design or the fact that it won't work right or the lettering's too small things like that you owe it to them to explain them all that shit um instead of just kind of brushing it off and being like whatever 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 i'm going to do what i want i think i think you you know you want to give them what they want but you also want to make sure that you're doing it right and you're explaining to them why what they want won't necessarily work but something will mm-hmm. especially somebody who's never gotten a tattoo just maybe their first tattoo kind of Explain to them fucking what's going to work for longevity and and uh, what's going to hold up over time. I made those mistakes yeah, when I was yeah, younger. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how many times we've 
I mean, I know me personally, I've had to explain to people a million times why they shouldn't get a white tattoo on their fucking finger. And if you explain it to them in a way that they understand it, instead of just telling them, no, that's fucking not going to work, and you shouldn't do that, and you explain to them why, most people are understanding. And they get it, because they don't know anything about tattooing, even if they think they know a lot about tattooing. They probably don't know as much as you. And uh, it, you just... They, they, they deserve the right to understand why it won't work. Um, and you just, you know, you give them what they want within reason, as long as it, you so, know, so comes with, like, pop, it has to come with positivity and, and kindness. I feel like that's what I, I mean, I say that all the time to people, but and it might sound wishy-washy or weird or fruity or whatever, but that's the way I feel about it. I, you know, you really hit a point. Okay, just something you just said is something that uh, I want to I want to ask you about. You just said it sounds fruity and wishy washy. I find, and I'm trying to turn my life around and live like a more positive, positive lifestyle and happy and get away from some of the shit that I've uh, demons I have and stuff. So I'm trying to live this whole like happy, always try to be positive uh, lifestyle. I find in tattooing a lot of these guys, big big fucking dude beards and tattoos on their head and face and whatnot and from from years ago you'd see that guy walking down the street and you're like you'd walk across the street not myself but people would people have done it to me since even i got my head and face tattooed uh but there's such a fucking like camaraderie within the tattoo community guys are hugging each other you know you tell you tell your buddy i you know i love you man like it's it's a i think we're getting away from a lot of those stigmas especially being a child of the 80s and 90s of uh, like, you know, oh, if you were considered gay if you said uh, you loved one of your friends, and that's not the fucking case. Obviously, we live in a, a new era and of uh, and why not? <laughs> that's asinine. <laughs> that's totally asinine. Yeah, like I mean, it's, I feel like it's okay. To love people. I don't. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't judge anyone. I. I. I, uh, I don't judge anyone. I, I want everyone to be able to live and be happy. And uh, you know, I know everyone's not going to always be happy and. Everything's not going to be positive, and everything's not going to be all shits and giggles. Yeah. But if you project positivity on others, it will come back to you, and I, I believe that because I've experienced it. You know, and when and tattooers, we do love each other. Most of us love each other, unless we got something wrong with each other. We don't like each other. But you know, in the big scheme of things, a lot of the time, I've found that a lot of tattooers might get mad at each other, but. You know, all they gotta do is really talk to each other, and then they work it out. Things like that happens a lot. Like dudes get mad at each other for dumb shit, and you just work <laughs> it out because we're brothers. You know, we're brothers and sisters. Yeah. And and uh, it, you get you're not gonna be positive all the time, but it, it it's cool when you when you are, and 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 the good things keep coming to you. You know. Yeah, man. I uh, I think the the tattoo uh, community trade, whatever people would like to label tattooers. I think you get some pretty cool people like and and I'll just say based off the last couple of months just doing this podcast I still talk to some of the guys Mark Warnick just sent me some a text the other day of some music that him and I interact with on our Facebook Messenger we just send music back and forth and JR and Tubbs and I text every once in a while and just like shoot the shit about how things are going down in your country opposed opposed to mine and just just you, nice people if they did, if you guys weren't doing what you're doing, they would just be regular nice folk. Like it's, it's, uh, it's kind of cool. I, f- I found myself gravitating towards people with more of a 
a positive uh, lifestyle. I mean, not everybody, like you said, it's not, it's not all shits and giggles. It's fucking and being happy, but shit happens in, in life. But like you said, if you project a, a positive uh, mentality, you're you're hell, you're gonna live a hell of a lot happier life than being a miserable fuck. Like, oh yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I've I've experienced the miserableness. I mean, I'm still, I, I'm, I'm very much uh, a positive person, and I try to let everyone know that I love them and I care about them because I do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I have my own personal problems. You know, I'm full of anxiety. I have panic attacks. Um, one of the reasons I only go to work and go home is because I just can't deal with society a lot, mm-hmm. and, and it's all stuff that stems from my past as a, you know, as a youth being an idiot and <laughs> just don't know how to deal with some social situation sometimes. Even being a 45-year-old man, I've started to realize there's a lot of things that I needed to work on as a youth. Or things that I did when I was younger that have kind of put me in the mental state that I am now as an adult, and it's not easy to get past. Thankfully, you know, therapy helps. Uh, I've realized that in the last few years. Um, but there's still times where I'm manic and I don't want to do anything. And you know, I wake, you know, I might go to bed at the end of the day and be bummed out about something. But when I wake up in the morning, I get to take a shower and I'm not dead. And I get to have a cup of coffee and smoke a big old fat joint and go to work and chill with my buddies at the shop. You know? I mean, that sounds like a fucking uh, good so time. We're lucky people. I mean, tattoos are lucky people. We get to do something really fun. We get to hang out with our fucking friends all day long at our clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of guys don't realize that, you know, at least we aren't, like, sitting at a desk being told what to do all fucking day long. Yeah, it's funny you said so the... why would you be bummed out or why would you be in a bad mood constantly? I mean, it's going to happen, but why would, you, why would you just be, like, captain negative all the fucking time when you just somehow... The universe fucking allowed you to do something that is not only fucking really fun, it is cool as shit, and you get to hang out with your fucking friends all day long. When you're a little kid, all you wanted to do when you got out of school was to get on your bike, or me, at least I grew up in the 70s and the 80s. When I was a little kid, when I got out of school, all I wanted to do was fucking get on my bicycle, grab my skateboard, and go to the skate park and hang out with my fucking friends the rest of the night. That's right. And, and... You know, I got buddies that did the same thing as I did when I was a kid, but they're fucking miserable people, and and they would be happier if they would just chill and enjoy what they're doing somewhat, or look at it in a different... I think it's perspective is what I'm trying to explain. It's just about perspective, and the fact that any tattooer would be miserable is beyond me, because we get to do whatever the fuck we want. Do you find, uh, with with because I suffer from, it sounds like, from a lot of the same things, and I have the, the medical cannabis prescription, and it fucking makes a world of difference. I'm still kind of experimenting with what works throughout the day and morning, night, and all that kind of shit. But that'll come with time. Do you, I know you and I spoke about it a couple times. Do you find it helps with uh, <clears throat> like sleeping or anxieties, or if you're just having a, just a shit day like everyone has? Do you find that uh, it does the trick for you? Oh yeah, yeah. I've always, I mean, I've, I've always felt like it does the trick for me. You know, I mean, well, when I was, I started smoking weed when I was 13 years old. I remember the moment and the day to the T. Um, <laughs> it was, um, I was 13, we were skating a vert ramp in my buddy's house, and we hid underneath the ramp, and one of my buddies found some weed in his mom's house, and we smoked <laughs> a little joint that he had rolled, and we got stoned out of our minds and ended up riding the shit out of that vert ramp all night long. 
that's fucking and, that's um, awesome. So I feel like though when I was a youth, you know, drugs and alcohol were not good for me. They put me into a lot of bad positions and made me do a bunch of dumb shit. Um, I still smoked weed all the time. But as an adult, I realized that I don't need those things or want those things. I've been sober for five years, almost six now. Congratulations. Um, but I smoked marijuana the whole since I was 13 years old, except for a few times I laid off. Um, there's been a few times where I just was like, yeah, I just don't want to do it right now. Or maybe I felt mentally unable to cope with the way that it makes me feel. But, yeah, I feel like as time goes on, you'll realize what works and what doesn't work for you. Like, I know that during the day when I'm at work, I, I can't be super high. Um, I might smoke a little weed in the morning just to chill. But I can't, I can't be super, super high all day long because my job's so important. Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of owe it to people. Now, don't, I, I don't want to say that I don't feel like that's for everyone. I feel like for me, I feel like I just can't be that way all day. Even though sometimes I am, but I also know that I can deal with what I'm going to be doing uh and I, I think I don't know how to explain what I'm saying. I think I'm saying I know how to regulate myself. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's not one of those. It's not one of those drugs where it's like, oh, I need more. It's like you smoked two joints and you're like, man, I'm feeling good. I'm gonna sit down and fucking have a bite to eat, watch a movie, or listen to some good tunes, or shoot yeah. the, shoot the shit with my buddy, and and I feel fucking great. Like, yeah, just, well, yeah I think that's good too. I I feel like it does those same things, but also I feel like, hey, you know. Um, if I smoke, if I smoke or I eat edibles or whatever at night, it's going to help me sleep, and it does help me sleep. But during the day, I might be like, "Hey, I have to go deal with something. <laughs> like I have to go to the grocery store." One of my triggers is I, I'm not really good about large spaces with the lighting. The lighting fucks with me. Yeah. Um, but if I get a little bit of stone, I'm mellow out and I'm good, you know. I got to. I got to work on that. Going public. I can go. I can go to grocery store, which is um, something that I have trouble doing most of the time, yeah, uh, because there's too full and the lights are weird and it freaks me out. Yeah, I, fuck, man. But if I still look good. It's crazy you said that, because uh, I I actually had, had the exact same anxiety with the grocery store. I'd, I'd, I Even before the COVID, I would go to the grocery store and sit there for 15, 20 minutes before I could go in, because I was scared what I was going to do to somebody. And uh, But we... Oh, yeah. Weed helps me, man. I would fucking drive there, get into the parking lot, and have a panic attack and turn around and drive back home. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even go into the fucking store before that. I mean, I'm retired right now, so all I do is heal and try to do therapy and smoke weed. And You know what? Once in a while, I smoke a little extra to take me on a little fucking magical journey, I guess, if you want to call it, and have a good time. I don't wake up with a hangover. I don't feel terrible. I don't do stupid shit. I, I'm so I'm also sober. So congratulations on sobriety because I I know right now it's fucking not easy, but I'm almost at oh, yeah, you. I'm almost at three years. So it's but for me there's it's weird because when I would drink I was just some fuckhead who was like getting in fights and doing stupid shit. And now that when I smoke and yep. and, and and it was acceptable. But now that I smoke weed, uh, even some of my friends are like, yeah, burnout. And I'm like, what do you mean? I'm just sitting here smoking a joint and. You know, listen to fucking listen to some Al Green and fucking just being normal. And you're drunk and you're gonna be throwing chairs later and punching somebody. And just not everyone, not everyone's like that. But just some of the guys that I know. But but uh, it's just there's still such a stigma behind it, which is kind of a 
kind of annoying because I have a medical prescription, like, and people who grow it and smoke it that don't have medical prescriptions, they're not harming anybody. They're just hanging out, and it's natural. It's there's no, it's not a poison. Not, not that people who drink are yeah, bad. I don't, know. I don't know anybody personally that's ever smoked too much weed and decided to get into a bar brawl, but uh, okay. I've done just the opposite when I was drunk as shit doing cocaine all night long. And uh, I don't like waking up sick. I'm also not a young man anymore, so it, it was starting to get really hard, you know? Like, yeah. you can't, I, I personally could go out and party all night long because when I woke up in the morning, I felt like shit, and then I did fucking terrible tattoos during the day. You know, but if I, you know, smoke a little weed before bed, I sleep good. And when I wake up in the morning, I smoke a little weed, I have a good day. And then I smoke a little bit during the day, and I have an even better day. Just so, um, yeah, I'm all for it. It ain't legal here, yeah. so, uh, I, it actually, it, it's, I mean, it ain't hard to come by, but it's, uh, still, you gotta be careful. I mean, they laxed on the laws a little bit last year, so. You get caught with it now. You kind of you don't get in as much trouble as you would before, as long as you don't got a whole lot of it. But um, I don't know. I feel like legalization is a double-edged sword too. You know, I feel like the war on drugs failed in the way that they decided that they would fucking control everybody was to legalize it so that they could take control of it and then they could treat it like tobacco and alcohol. Oh, buddy, here in Canada, the government weed, from what I smoke, is garbage. The pers- the stuff I order online, the medical stuff. Whew, it is yeah. top-notch shit, but the government stuff, just fucking, it's like the ragweed you'd buy as a teenager from some scuzzbag who just wanted to rip you off. That's pretty much what the government is, which I'm not a, I'm not a po- political guy. I don't know anything about government, nothing, so I'm not going to say the government's trying to fuck us because I have no clue. I just, it sucked. It was shitty weed. Well, they, they, I, mean, I don't know a lot about it either, but I think they are trying to fuck us. Doesn't surprise so, me. <laughs> uh, down, I don't know about Canada. But down here, they are trying to fuck. They're trying to ruin us. They're yeah. trying to fucking make us slaves to them, just like they've always tried to do. Um, you know, it's it. I feel like uh, they do want to control us, and if they can get a hold of the marijuana, then they've just got a hold another of another thing that they can fucking hold over our heads, just like they did when the prohibition happened with alcohol. They're yeah. like, you know, they treated it the same way. It's the same thing with marijuana, even though it's legal. You know, if you really look into it, you, you look at it, it's legal, yeah, that's great, but now there's these huge fucking, just like big tobacco, there's, like, they're not huge, they're not as big as big tobacco, but there's, they're trying to slowly take it over marijuana the way they did tobacco, yeah. and uh, so that they can regulate it and control it, and then they can tax us even more than they already do, and they can just keep on having control over us, and they realize that the war on drugs was a failure, excuse me, a failure. Yeah. And this is the way that they decided that they could still have control over it. They're like, okay, so, we, we, well, it didn't work cutting all the crops down and, and burning these small families out of their homes. So let's just legalize it, and then we can just take it over. Yeah, it seemed a little strange how it was just the, the way they did it, at least up here anyway. But uh, it's, it's, it's been run okay. Uh, I, I have no complaints when I was going to buy it myself. But I know nothing yeah. about it now because I just get it comes right. It's really strange. I open my front doors and fucking UPS guy with fucking a big box of weed. <laughs> it's wonderful, but it's 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 just Mitch strange. Edberg, the comedian Edberg had a had a thing where he said, "I love the UPS guy because he's a drug dealer and he doesn't know it." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fuck, I remember that. That's awesome. Well, man, I'm not gonna. Uh, I, 
I'm not going to take up any more of your time here. I, I, yeah, I was, you're good, man. It, it was, it was re- good fucking uh, chatting with you. I really love love your work, and I kind of just got a feeling that you are one of those guys that just kind of gives off that aura of like positivity. Like, yeah, you're right. Everyone has a sh- shitty days, but not everybody tries to make other people feel good by letting them know that you feel good. Like, because sometimes you can... Even even social media. Social media is such a big part of our lives now that when people are scrolling through pictures, if they see somebody portraying themselves in more of a positive manner, that, that can have an effect on them as well. It does for me. I mean, I, I hate to admit it, but it's true. And if I yeah. see somebody just creating art or with a client that they tattooed and they're showing that client respect, saying, hey, I'm here with my pal so-and-so, and here's the great tattoo that he or she picked out. and You know, that's fucking... That's, being positive is a hundred times fucking better than just being an asshole. I mean, so you're the, I just get that vibe from you that you're, you're one of those folks. So I just want to say, I wish you all the best in, uh, in the future and what you're doing. Uh, I love your tattoos. They're fucking incredible. And, uh, you said something about tattooing is, is, is a big clubhouse. And, uh, I'm not a very social guy. I don't go out much. I, don't, I have a lot of friends, but they all live at elsewhere. I don't really have any friends where I like close friends where I'm at now, just some acquaintances. But uh, when I go get tattooed, it is like me hanging out in your clubhouse and this podcast, just talking to some of uh, the, the folks that I have, a- including yourself, has been a real uh, treat for me because I don't get out much and uh, socialize much. So I get I get excited all last night. I was super stoked on the opportunity to speak to you today. So. I want to thank you, and you, you know, you don't know it, but you've actually, you know, you're helping me to get out there a little more in 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 a sense. So I really want to thank you, Jay, and I appreciate it, man. So yeah, man, I appreciate it too. If you're ever in Atlanta, come to live free, get tattooed by everybody. Fuck yeah, everybody's awesome. I don't got much room left, but uh, I'll I'll let uh, uh, we'll squeeze we'll we'll squeeze them in there. I I have a blast over sleeves though. Thanks so much. I appreciate you talking to me. Yeah, man. Stay okay, safe at good. work and uh, looking forward to all the, the tattoos you're going to be banging out here in the next uh, the next couple of months. I appreciate it, man. Cool, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Cheers, brother. Bye. That was episode 11 of Rose and Dagger Podcast. I just want to thank Jay again for taking time out of his schedule to speak with me. It was a real pleasure. I really enjoy his work and his positive attitude. I also want to say thank you to some of the feedback I've gotten since I've started the podcast. I'm merely doing this as a hobby in my retirement, and it means a lot to me. Everyone that's reached out has been super positive, and it was great. it's been great feedback. So I really appreciate it and looking forward to uh, keeping them coming. Thank you very much.